Raised to Walk podcast, episode 41. Welcome to the Raised to Walk podcast, where we're walking out the life of faith. Romans 6 verse 4 reads, As Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. And this show is designed to help you do just that. Now here's your host, Carla Alvarez. So thanks for joining me again for the Race to Walk podcast. And today we're going to be talking about Easter. So what is the origin of Easter? So I think the answer is extremely obvious, yet skeptics and even some Christians seem to think it is a per- perversion of the apostolic faith. This is far, far from the truth. Apart from the move of the Sabbath observance, one of worship, communion, and reflection from the seventh day of the week to the first, because it was considered the Lord's Day, the observance of Easter Sunday was one of the first annual observances of the church. Sunday, sometimes referred to as eighth day and signifying the new beginning, is considered the Lord's Day because it was the third day after he was crucified and the day that he rose from the dead. Easter marks the great day, the pivotal point when the day when earth and heavens changed. It was the day when Christ broke the chains of death in the grave and when he fulfilled the promise given to Adam and Eve, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head and you shall bruise him on the heel. Of course, it was not called Easter as Easter is a Germanic word that this remembrance of the resurrection came to be known by in countries with languages of Germanic origins. It was known as Pasha in the earliest Aramaic, then Greek, then Latin-speaking church, and still is in the Orthodox church. So why was the day of resurrection known as the Paschal Sunday? The story begins long before a dark day in 30 AD. There was once a people who were foreigners in the land, invited to stay by the ruler of the world power of the day. They made it their home, investing in the welfare of their host country. However, there came a time when a new ruler came to power who had forgotten the promise made to this people and saw them simply as a resource to dominate and exploit. He made them slaves, took away their rights, and imposed upon them ever-changing conditions that were impossible to meet. There was nothing they could do, at least not in their own power. The military force was too great. The laws, being the will of the ruler, were against them, and the native citizens were largely unconcerned about their plight. But they remembered a promise. God had promised their ancestors that he would be with them, that he would be on their side. It was a distant memory, for in the years that passed, they had made their host country's gods and ways their own. But when they came to the end of their own strength, they cried out to him for help, and he answered. He sent an unlikely champion to speak for them, one who had issues and baggage of his own. The words were accompanied by signs and catastrophic events that rocked the great nation. Just as the oppression of this people broke their pride and allegiance to the false gods, these catastrophic events broke the will of the oppressive ruler and the native citizens. But it took the ultimate calamity to convince them. 
death. God told the Israelites, the descendants of Abraham, to kill a lamb and place its blood on the doorpost of their home. The blood of the lamb shielded the inhabitants from the angel of death that passed over the land. Without the covering of blood, the firstborn son of every household, both human and animal, would die. This was true both for Israelite and Egyptian. Without the covering of the blood of the lamb, there was death. This was Passover, and it has been remembered throughout the generations and centuries since. On Nisan 14, a lamb is slain, and a Passover meal with unleavened bread is eaten to remember not only their deliverance from a human oppressor, but from death itself. It was on Nisan 14 that Jesus, the Lamb of God, was hung on the cross, bearing the penalty for our sins. From the time of Moses, wine and bread was taken along with every sacrifice. This sacrificial communion Jesus revealed to his disciples represented his own body and his own blood. These temple sacrifices were an act of faith in the deliverance God himself would bring, the salvation of God, Yeshua. The fulfillment of Passover itself at the cross is not enough. It is the resurrection that makes all the difference. As Paul says, if Christ is not risen, our hope is in vain. Without the resurrection, Jesus of Nazareth would just be one more forgotten man dead in the grave. The resurrection, too, was foreshadowed in God's deliverance of Israel from Egypt. The angel of death passed over the land after Passover, the eve of Nisan 15. As the morning of the 15th broke, they left Goshen and followed Moses to the land he would show them. However, three days later, the Pharaoh had a change of heart. So he had lost his son. He wasn't going to lose the engine of his economy as well. He was bearing down on them with chariots, and the Israelites were trapped between the approaching army and the Red Sea. What did they do? Nothing, because Moses told them, You must be silent. You will see what the Lord your God will do for you today. He made a path through the sea, a way where there was no way. Not only did they get through, but by the same means their enemies were annihilated. This was life from death, and a crossing over to a new life and a new beginning. There was no going back. In the eight days of Passover, this third day is known as as first fruits. It is to be celebrated on the Sunday, the day after the Sabbath of the Passover week. It foreshadowed the resurrection of Christ as the first fruits of creation. The origin of Easter is the fulfillment of the promise. Easter means freedom. Easter is a day Satan was given his notice that his days were numbered. The countdown began to when his rule over this world would come to an end. How do we access this freedom? As Israelites at the Red Sea, it is not through our own power. We can't make an incantation and compel it or do enough works to make it happen. We can only choose to repent of our self-will and wrongs, receiving the salvation Jesus Christ himself through the grace of God. That is the glory of Easter, that Christ did for us what we can't do for ourselves. So thanks for joining me today. Uh, if you'd like to get the biblical references that I mentioned, you can go to the episode article at raisetowalk.org 
forward slash P41. If you have any questions about this or would like me to expand on this in, in any of these areas, just feel free to send me an email at contact at raisetowalk.org. But now let's end this time with a prayer. Father, thank you so much for your grace and mercy to us. That even though we don't deserve it, and even though when we were in rebellion to you, that you made a way for us to be right with you. Thank you for that the blood of Jesus on the cross saves us from death and cleanses us from sin. Lord, give us a a willing spirit and a humble spirit that we're willing to lay down our rebellion and our sins at the cross and be in communion with you. Thank you, Lord, for filling us and empowering us with your spirit. And I pray all this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Raised to Walk podcast. We'd love for you to continue to walk with us, so head over to raisedtowalk.org news to get free updates. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you next time.